Good evening again. Thank you for being part of our Wednesday night Bible study, or if this is your first time to be with us, we're so glad that you are participating in our online Bible study this Wednesday night. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that we've gone a whole quarter uh, where it's just Kevin and I with an empty room of this class. When we started with an empty room, I thought, well, you know, maybe we'll Surely, do this for yeah. a few weeks and then eventually we'll have people in class, but nope, it's been the entire quarter and here we are. Yeah, it's given us time to work on our relationship. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, but in kind of, you know, I, like obviously we've been the only people we've talked to here yeah. for the last, or at least for me. Yeah. And like obviously you work up here. And Travis. Yeah. Don't forget Travis. Travis is back. back here too. <laughs> it's yeah. true. It's we, true. We have talked with him every single time. But he's definitely socially distant. He's way back there in the back. It yes. is kind of ironic that we have talked about relationships and friendships uh, and, and we've not had anyone to, to build those relationships with in this room uh, because I think one of the things that, that really prompted me to want to do a class like this after we began talking about it was the fact that we do belong to a very large congregation with lots mm -hmm. of people and, and it seems like in a small congregation you're almost forced to get to know everybody else. Yeah. In a larger congregation, sometimes it's easier to sort of slip in, slip out, sort of hide amongst the crowd and not be forced to, to build relationships and have friendships and those kind of things. So it's, it's really important that we, as we've been saying, doing the hard work of friendship is yeah. really important, yeah. especially in a congregation like this. For sure, and I can be that person sure. really easily. I could too. Yeah. yeah, just kind of slip in. And, you know, do the bare minimum to, you know, keep things going, yeah. but not work to deepen these relationships at all. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my hope is that through this class, you've at least begun to think about um, your habits and how they might be changed when things someday return to something like normal. Yeah. And I think maybe the fact that we have all been isolated and distant from each other has made this class even more important, but it has made the point that we've been trying to make about friendship being hard work sometimes and a struggle, it's made that even clearer, more clear because you have to work a little bit harder to build friendships and maintain friendships when you can't see each other, when you have to go out of your way to call somebody or text somebody or um, don't go by their house, I don't think, but you know, or to do whatever it takes do to like a porch build and maintain. Right, exactly, yeah. a porch visit. Uh, but, but that kind of brings me to my first question for you, and, and what we want to do tonight is just kind of wrap up everything we've talked about so far. What did you initially hope would be accomplished with this class? You know, I, I really hoped that I would, through this class, have a good time to evaluate my own habits. Mm. Right, and so just like I've emphasized time and again in this class, like your responsibility is yours, right? Whether it's sharing somebody's burden or sharing your own or to kind of do this hard work, it's up to you, right? And so I started the class and hoped that through this that I would do that work myself, yeah. right? And so I wouldn't want to come into this class thinking, well, I just really want everyone else to get something out of it when I think... I'm one of the people that needs this kind of topic the most. Yeah. So I guess that was my main hope. Yeah, well, that's good. And I, I always tell people, you know, after a sermon, especially if they tell me, 
well, you really stepped on my toes today, preacher. You know, I always tell people, well, I'm, I'm really just preaching to myself. And yeah. if it applies to anybody else, great. But I think that we have to, you know, I think that goes back to what Jesus said. We have to take the log out of our eye before we work yeah. on the speck. And I think that um, a lot of what we've said for both of us has been introspective. And, and we've been kind of looking at our own life and, and seeing how we can improve. Right. And if I happen to have relatable problems, then that's probably a good thing for me, but hopefully it's also useful for other people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So in the course of these conversations, has there been anything that has really maybe surprised you or stood out to you or that you think will kind of stick with you for a while? That that I'm I'm not asking for you to tell me, Wes, you said that. No, but I'm saying, saying, you know, is there anything maybe even that just, I think that's one of the helpful things about doing a conversational style class is that even things that I may say to you might surprise me because I hadn't thought about it that way and thinking out loud sort of helps. So as we've talked about any of these things, has there been anything that stood out to you? Yeah, I, I think the usefulness of the discussion has no offense, but it surprised me. Yeah. Um, but it's, I, I know you have great things to say about all kinds of things, but, you know, sometimes when you think about something for a long time on your own, yeah. you kind of think you know it. Sure, right? sure. And so it, one of the delightful kinds of surprises I've run into is that, you know, I've thought new things. Yeah. Right? So whenever I'm re-watching it on Wednesday nights or I'm kind of reviewing it in a future week, I'm able to be, again, surprised, right, yeah. and to kind of encounter that. And I've really enjoyed how all of the classes we've had have tied together. Um, it, obviously, they were planned to tie together in some way, but I think the way that we've done it has uh, allowed maybe that initial goal of uh, having standalone classes that worked best together. Yeah. I, mean, I think we've accomplished that in many ways, and so I think that wound up being a really surprising part of it. Yeah. Just like how well it works together. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, speaking of the, the sort of the conversational style of it and bringing out things, you know, I think that that's one of the things about friendship. And I think that hopefully in doing this class in a conversational style yeah. has reinforced the point that you're going to bring out different aspects of your friends simply by being yourself. You're going to bring out something good in them and they're going to bring out something good in you simply by being yourself. And when you bring two unique individuals or even a third or fourth into a group of friends, they're a new dimension of that person or a new dimension in this case of, of an idea is going to be brought out because you, you've thought through these things lots of times, but you never thought through them out loud with me, you know, and I've yeah. thought through these things, but I've never thought them out with you. And so every time we have a new conversation and every time we have a new interaction, it brings out something new in us, in them, and it, it hopefully makes the world a better place. And that interaction and togetherness really does make us better. It makes us stronger and it's really important part of, of life. Yeah, it really is a important part of life to interact with other people and to let other people think with you, mm, Yeah, right? And something I've been doing for the last several weeks, um, it kind of in conjunction with this class, is to, like some of my more powerful thoughts or some of the ways that I tend to think about myself or other people, 
um, basically to bring them out and to interact with other people in those terms, right? And to kind of make this under the surface, um, a kind of covert discussion I have with myself um, to, to bring it out, to make it something that is not in secret, but is in, in plain view. And, you know, that, that can be a really beautiful experience to kind of see your errors in thinking, but also to kind of witness these other perspectives that can um, round you out nicely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so we've kind of talked about ourselves, you know, and, and what we've kind of gained from it and, and experienced in it, but what do you hope that other people have taken away uh, and gained from these conversations? Yeah, I, I hope other people, and you know, a lot of times we address to two different kinds of people, mm-hmm. right? And so we addressed to people that do a really good job interacting with the other people, but maybe don't always leave that space for them to kind of draw out of themselves. And we've talked to the kinds of people that don't interact well or don't interact much, rather. And, you know, I would hope that both kinds of people receive a similar but different kinds of messages from this class. And so I would hope that maybe a more extroverted kind of person would see the opportunity for themselves to allow that space for uh, maybe a more timid person to draw out of themselves um, and to ask these kinds of direct questions. Because a lot of times those sorts of people can be really uncomfortable with silence. And um, in my experience, a more introverted person needs some of that silence to, to feel the pressure to come out of themselves a little bit. Um, and a lot of, hopefully that silence would follow a question um, about themselves or something and basically as you're building that relationship with them that they would realize over and over again that you care about them, that you're interested in who they are. Um, But yes, I I think my best hope would be that an extrovert would allow themselves to be patient and to develop that skill Mm -hmm. um, in their relationships. And I would hope that an introvert would work to become brave and um, to take those risks because, uh, again, the risks are well worth it. You know, one of the things that you said over and over through the course of this class came from something that Paul said about struggling in prayer. The Greek word is agonizomai. It's it's wrestling in prayer on someone else's behalf. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you, you brought that up and highlighted that idea several times throughout the course of these conversations about struggling on someone else's behalf. And to me, that's been one of the most helpful things to me. And one of the things that I hope people will take away from it is is the the willingness, the audacity, the courage, like you said, to wrestle on someone else's behalf, to to realize the worth and the value of friendship so much that you're willing to go to the mat, as it were, on someone else's behalf. And really, you know, another aspect that we tried to tie into each lesson was the the gospel and how the gospel helps us to be better friends. And that's exactly what Jesus does for us is Jesus Mm -hmm. is willing to give everything for his friends. He's willing to give up his life for his friends. And he calls us to do the same, to be willing to die for each other. And if we're willing to die for each other, then there shouldn't be anything else that we're not willing to give for each other. We should be willing to 
agonize in prayer on each other's behalf and stick with each other and have this tenacious sort of unity that says, listen, I'm with you. I'll walk through this with you. Whatever it is that you're going through, I want to be right there beside you. And, and I think you're exactly right that it, it applies different to different people, depending yeah. on whether they're introverts or extroverts, what their natural strengths are versus right. their natural weaknesses. But we all need the permission and the encouragement, the admonishment to struggle on each other's behalf. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Well, and a lot of times, whenever it's like, well, I, I would die for somebody or something like that, we wish it would be just this one thing we had to do. Yeah. Right? It's like, if I, could, if I could just muster up the courage one time, then that would be enough, and I will have done the thing I needed to do. Um, and, you know, friendship and in life, it's never really just one thing, yeah. right? And maybe we couldn't even do that one thing unless we'd done a lot of other things to prepare for it, Great point. right? And so this is really about modifying your habits and modifying who you are to these people um, to become part of their lives on a daily, weekly, monthly yearly basis, yeah. right? And that is, uh, is daunting, right? Because it, it's much different than just like, well, you know, once a year, call your mom, right? It's my mom's birthday today, so I don't have to call her later. <laughs> um, but, but it's more than that, right? Like you, you've got to foster this, you've got to build this, you've got to, you've got to work harder and make this a part of your life yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's one thing to say that you would die for somebody. It's another thing to live for them, you know? And, right. and sometimes, like you said, that's the harder of the two. Sometimes, at least in theory, you know, yeah. we say, well, I would take a bullet for that person. It's like, well, how about you take them to lunch first? You yeah. know I mean? <laughs> how, how about you it's, do the hard work right now? Right, and it's amazing because it seems like a smaller thing to do. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, that inconvenience or that, that aspect of prolonged effort is what makes it so, un, <laughs> I guess, unappealing. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh man, I'm not sure I'm ready to take on a new friend right now. Yeah. It's like, well, how sure are you really? Because it's not that bad yeah. to, to work for these people. Yeah, and I think sometimes when we only focus on the, the challenge of it, and maybe, you know, maybe we focus more on that, you know, doing the hard work than we have the blessings, but I hope that people realize that what we're saying, that what we've been saying since the very beginning is that it's worth it. I mean, it's mm -hmm. worth it to do that hard work. And so many times, you know, you just don't know it going in. When you go into something, you, you recognize, man, this is going to take a lot of time. This is going to take a lot of energy. You know, this is a draining situation or a draining person, you know, but, but we don't recognize what we almost can't see on the, the outset is how beneficial it's going to be for us. We don't, we don't go into it for that reason. We don't mm -hmm. go into it thinking, you know, hey, this is going to be worth it for me. Yeah. But it is. It's going to make you a better person, no matter how the relationship turns out. Even if it turns out that they don't reciprocate your love and affection and your, you know, friendship, it's still going to make you a better person because it's going to mm. teach. There's going to be so many things you're going to learn and you're going to grow through the process of just doing what, as Christians, we're called to do. Right. And when when you work to act out of love to somebody else, then yeah, the benefit is really yours, Yeah. right? And hopefully they are open to that benefit as well yeah. and that they will reciprocate. But acting correctly or acting well 
is its is really its own reward, um, and that's what we're trying to do here. Right? We're trying to act right. We're trying to live in a Christ-like way and to be a spirit-led people. Right? And when we do that, then we are allowing Christ and the Spirit to become stronger in us. Yeah. Right? And so we'll be able to make more good decisions when the time comes. And so in a lot of ways, this is about growing this part of yourself mm-hmm. to be um, loving and supportive. Uh, it, probably my favorite topic that we discussed was the on constancy. Mm-hmm. And part of what made it my favorite is because it's, it's, I feel like the starting place for all of this, for me anyway, yeah. is like trying to act constantly and trying to um, not forget these higher goods, mm-hmm. um, but to remember them all the time in every conversation that I have. And when, I found that when I do that, then I bring out these other great qualities in myself that I can appreciate and that I can be encouraging without worrying about how that makes me seem to people. Mm-hmm. Just to know that being kind and loving helps me to be the sort of person that I can be proud of yeah. and that other people will see that. Yeah, for sure. So that, and that may play into this next question. You know, as we think through all the things we've given people, sometimes I like to, to just sum things up in a take this next step. In fact, our, our theme this year at McDermott Road is next step by faith, take the yeah. next step by faith. And so it may be different for different people, but if you could kind of sum up what might be a, a really practical next step to deepen or to strengthen or to maybe even start a new friendship or a new relationship, what might be a, a really practical next step? Yeah, well, I, you know, I guess I assume that you mean practical next step other than evaluation. Okay. Right, because to me, like, if you're not going to spend time reflecting on your situation, mm-hmm. then you, you just aren't going to be effective, mm-hmm. right? So maybe that next step and the first step is to evaluate yourself and to think, well, do I have deep and powerful friendships? What do people really know about me? What do I really know about other people? Mm-hmm. And so can then identifying relationships that you'd like to put effort into, right? And to be mindful of all kinds of things, but maybe even just this whim at the beginning, like, well, this person, I'll just pick them and focus on them this week. Um, Then that will be a good way to put into practice things you and I have talked about, Mm -hmm. Um, but also to narrow the focus, I think, sufficiently to become effective. Because if we don't, if we just kind of broadly think, well, I'd like to have more friends, Mm -hmm. then we are unlikely to do that very well. Yeah. And I hope that people will do that. I hope that people will uh, get really specific with themselves. And, Mm -hmm. And like you said, I think evaluation is a great first step or next step. And maybe somebody has listened thus far and, and hasn't really sat down and said, okay, let me, let me get really specific. Maybe get out a pen and a piece of paper or get out your phone and type it out yeah. and, and write down some of the things that you've reflected on about yourself and your relationships with other people and, and go through and ask some of those questions that you just laid out and evaluate yourself and evaluate where you are in these relationships. And then 
pick somebody and be really specific about building or strengthening or starting a, a friendship with, with someone rather than, and I think that's what we tend to do with goals. You know, we just yeah. tend to say, well, I, I want to lose some weight or I want to be healthier or we, we just are really vague and ambiguous. And, but if we're going to accomplish something, we have to get really specific. So I think that's really helpful advice to say, choose someone. What, what might you say if somebody said, well, if I really don't know who that might be, what, what would you use? And you've, you've kind of talked about this in lessons class, but what might be some of the criteria that somebody might think through when they're trying to figure out who, who should I focus on to strengthen or start a relationship with? Hmm. So in this example, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you're saying that this person maybe doesn't see any natural prospects sure. for, um, for who that might be. Um, but is in, is interested in yeah. trying to to reach out, but just is unsure of who that would be. Is yeah, that, yeah, I yeah, guess absolutely. The right setup. Okay. Um, okay. It, then I think evaluating or thinking about like what am I involved in, mm-hmm. right? So like where do I go? Very often, if the place that you go, if you could, um, <laughs> is church, yeah. then think about well. well what specific parts of church? Because, you know, this is a huge church. Yeah. And so, so what parts of church am I specifically involved in? If that's a Bible class or if that's a service project or if that's a, a group that meets regularly, mm-hmm. um, then narrow it to that. And then to think about, well, who in this group seems most natural to me, right? It seems like I get along with most easily, mm-hmm. right? And so maybe that's a good person to start with, right? I mean, Something that could happen is that there's one or two or five or ten people that everyone kind of gets along with, right? And so maybe that person could be overwhelmed by the amount of people trying to do this. Um, If you start to gather that that's the case, then thinking about maybe somebody else, right? And to think, well, okay, maybe not this person right now. This person could work for later, and I can be supportive of them during this time without um, putting a lot of pressure on them. All right, but to kind of narrow your focus over time to these things that you're involved in that you do already Mm -hmm. um, and just pick somebody from them, I think is the most natural and the simplest way maybe to choose. Yeah, I think sometimes when we we just think about all the people in our life, you know, it it could be overwhelming if we don't, like you said, narrow our focus to a a Mm -hmm. certain circle that that's already already exist in some in some ways, you know, I mean, because it's going to be really hard to strike up a conversation with somebody on the elevator, especially now with social distancing and masks. But, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to to strike up a conversation with the total stranger. And, you know, and I mean, maybe it's possible and maybe you get to the point of friendship, but it's going to be a whole lot easier with people with whom you already have a lot of things in common and, and there's already some common ground. Well, think about who our friends were in school growing right, up right they're the people that were in our main class yeah right when we were little it's like whoever's in our homeroom class we're probably going to see them all the time every day mm-hmm. they're going to be our friends yeah right and so we're going to go do these things with them and that moves on to middle school and to high school you notice your friends change year to year because your classes change year to year and so over time some of these figures become more consistent in your life and you might even choose to try to arrange your schedule to be in the class together mm-hmm. right and then in college your friends change. Why? Because you move away. 
right? You're with different people all the time, yeah. right? When we're adults, we have so much choice about where we spend our time. Like, obviously, we do have work and then work friends, right? Yeah, right. But when we have this choice about where we spend our time, recognize that your friends will likely come from the ways that you choose to spend your time. Mm -hmm. And so if you are interested in building new friendships, and I'm hopeful that you would be, then finding a good or a new way to spend your time is the easiest way to build friends. Okay. And I do think you can go beyond that, right? And I think we can definitely make friends out of these normal circumstances, and those friends might be some of the most valuable. But if we're just looking at getting friends, period, think about what you're already doing yeah. and who you can connect with in those circumstances. That's really good. That's really practical advice. And I, I, hope, that, I hope that something that we've said in these classes will, will spur people to take that next step, to evaluate where they are, and then to, to determine where they need to go and then take a next step, to have the courage to take a next step. And we're not guaranteeing that anything is going to work out any certain way because you may reach out to somebody and eventually find that sort of a dead end and they're not interested in having a relationship with you. Uh, you can't, and I think this is something we've emphasized, that you're not responsible for anyone else. You can't make anyone else do or think or feel any certain way, but you are responsible for yourself and you have the ability to change the way you think and the way you act and the way you feel and, and you have the ability to to modify your behavior to be the best person and the best friend that you can possibly yeah. be. And it's it's gonna be worth it to do this hard work. Yeah, I, I think it absolutely is. And you know, we wouldn't do hard work if it didn't have a purpose. Right. Right. And part of this purpose I think is to participate in the body of Christ in a way that edifies ourselves and edifies the people we interact with yeah. um, every day. I mean you know, you were saying well, you can't guarantee a particular result, but I, in some ways, I think you can almost guarantee a certain kind of heartache, mm, right? It's, yeah. a, it's not like a lovesick heartache, but, you know, you're going to be making efforts for people in a personal way. Mm -hmm. And I, I can basically guarantee you that there will be times when you feel like it didn't go very well, mm -hmm. or your efforts were misplaced, or you have these doubts about yourself or the other person, and that will interrupt you in, yeah. in a powerful way. And so whenever we kind of experience those interruptions, you know, take heart and know that this is a normal experience, and that in that you are struggling on their behalf for God. And I think that's a powerful thing. And yeah, one of the most enjoyable things you've said, I think that Paul said <laughs> first, but yeah, that, that you brought out in this series was to struggle on somebody else's behalf. Yeah. And I think, I think that's the heart of the gospel. And I think that that's, that's what I think has been powerful to me to rethink through some of Paul's friendships is yeah. because I think he would say at the end of the day, it was worth it. It was worth yeah. it to build these relationships and have these friendships, but it was never easy. And every relationship he had, probably, we don't know all the details, probably had those moments of strife and tension. And we know a lot of the strife and tension that his relationships went through. And our relationships are going to be no different. There's going to be, I love the way you said that, we can almost guarantee there will be some heartache. There will be some disappointment. There will be some tension. But it's worth it. No matter what the end 
is for that particular friendship, it's going to be worth it for all of us because this is what it looks like to live out the gospel. This is what it looks like to love our neighbor as ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And this is this kind of effort, I think, is really into that day-to-day, like trying to live for somebody, yeah. trying to live as part of the body and to not look forward to dying as part of the body. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I, I want to thank everybody for not only being here, participating tonight in our Bible study, but especially those that have been with us all along. If you haven't been with us all along and you want to go back and, and listen or watch any of the previous lessons, they're all available on YouTube and on our website, and we hope that people will, will go back. But most of all, we just hope that you take the next step and that you build and strengthen the relationships with the people that God has put in your path, that God has put all around you uh, to love and to be loved by them. So I've, I've monopolized the prayers thus far, but I want to ask Kevin, if he would, to, to close us in our final prayer. Okay. All right. Father, God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for the many blessings that you've brought us. God, thank you for this time we've had together, reflecting on friendship and reflecting on the brotherly love that we can share with each other. God, it Please be with all of those who are tired and who need support. God, please help them to find ways to ask for that and to be brave enough to to know that your spirit exists in these people and when they make themselves available to that kind of support, that good things can happen for them. God, I, I ask that you be with those that do work very hard, that try so hard to do the right thing and try to be there for their friends. God, uh, please be with them and help them to see the value in their efforts and to encourage them to continue on. But God, just like for all of us, I, I pray that you watch out for our specific heart and that you look out for each of your sheep God, please be with us and uh, as we try to do the right thing and try to live right by you and to become closer to you every single day, God. And thank you most of all for your son, Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.